You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Okay, well, we're going to hop off here with some prayer guides and get things kicked off. Okay, well, Father, we thank you for another broadcast. We thank you that every single listener to today's broadcast is here by divine appointment because you have something that you want to share, Father. I thank you that your heart is available to us, that we can hear your thoughts through the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, and we can see what you're doing. We can connect to the spirit realm. We can connect to heavenly realities, Father, and we can think on things that are true, that transcend the natural reality, Father. And so today we're just reminding ourselves of what Jesus has finished. I thank you that we are co-crucified with him, we are co-buried with him, we are co-resurrected with him, and we are co-seated in heaven with him, Father. And I thank you that this is true about us, even though it's invisible. But your Holy Spirit is here today to not only remind us, but to get us to the place where that reality is what we're focused on. That reality is how we're, 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 the the reality that we're talking about. And that, Father, we are co-creating heaven from the inside out here on earth. Thank you that you have designed us to dominate the world system. You have designed us to dominate the seen realm. And so take us where we need to go today, Holy Spirit. Lead and guide us into the truth that sets us free from the limitations of the body, from the limitations of creation and what is seen. And we're just going to listen. We're going to we're going to we're going to hear with ears, Father, that are tuned not only to me, but are tuned to what you are speaking. And so we thank you in advance for revelation. We thank you in advance for correction and direction. Thank you for minds renewed, Father. Thank you for confirmation. And we just say, do what you want to do today, Father, through this broadcast. And uh, thank you that it truly is a word in due season for every single person that's tuned in. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, awesome, you guys. We're wrapping up the series. I think this is our last episode. We might have one more, actually. But regardless, I am pumped up to talk to you guys about the power of thinking with the mind of Christ and minding our mindset, minding our thoughts, minding our emotions, meaning taking those things captive to the obedience of Christ, Father, so that, you know, you guys, it's so important for us to think like Jesus thinks. You know, Jesus in his earthly ministry, is it's an amazing thing that he did, right? He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, that my words are not my own, that I only do what I see the Father doing. And, and he lived out of this place of abiding in union with the Father. And he stayed connected to what the Father was speaking. And he was very mission-minded, right? He knew <clears throat> the reason that he was here on the earth. He knew that his mission was to go to the cross. It was to redeem mankind. It was to become sin and to eradicate sin in our lives by absorbing it in his body and taking the punishment of our disobedience in himself. And he was focused. He was focused on his purpose. He was focused on his destiny. And he was training his disciples to continue his ministry after, after he completed his mission. And, you know, that picture of how Jesus operated in union with the Father is exactly how you and I are designed to operate. Why? Because we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. 
Why? Because Christ in us is the hope of glory. And we are now living in union with Jesus. And so the Jesus that had perfect union and communication with the Father now lives in us. And he is our door to the same kind of life. He is the way for us to live as redeemed human beings, as to, as, as, as new creations that are here to finish the work that Jesus began and release heaven every single, every single day, every single uh, moment of our lives. We have the potential of Christ in us. We have the potential of heaven dwelling within us. And so the keys that I've been talking about have been how do we get heaven from from being an invisible reality into a manifested reality in our lives. And I've talked a lot about how that really starts right here between our ears, that what we think upon is going to determine how we feel and how we think and how we feel is going to determine the things that we say. And the things that we say and the things that we think and the things that we feel are going to determine the actions that we take. And the actions that we take are going to determine the results that we see. We're going to, are going to determine our our faith-filled words and our faith-filled actions are going to manifest heaven or our fear-filled words or our lack-filled words are are going to determine what manifests and we will live in a place that is less than heaven on earth. So it is absolutely important that we learn how to abide in Christ, how to connect with the voice of God, how to live with activated spiritual senses so that we know what the Father is doing, so that we can get on the Father's to-do list on his agenda every day, so that we know how to respond in whatever circumstances we may find ourselves in, So that the miraculous and the supernatural becomes a normal way of being for us. And we are going from victory to victory, from triumph to triumph, because the Father is the one living through us. He is the one doing the work through our lives. And so it is absolutely important, you guys, that we we get we get this this truth about the importance of our mindset and the importance of our thoughts. And it's absolutely necessary for us also to know our mission. Why are we here? What is God trying to accomplish through our lives? How does he want to use our gifts and our talents and the dreams that are in our heart and the vision that he has for our destiny? How is he planning to use us here on planet Earth to create heaven and bless people every single day? And so today I wanted to revisit a topic that I actually talk about. It feels like, you know, occasionally or sometimes frequently on on the podcast. And I wanted to talk about really there's a lot of, uh, I guess, dimensions of what I want to say. And I guess I'll start by saying, you know, Jesus said this. He said, in the world, you will have tribulation. You know, he says, you know, the kingdom living is not about, you know, living free from trials, living free from uh, storms that we that we encounter. It's not a, a, 
a, a perfect life here. Right now, I mean, we have evil still present in the world. We have a world system that has programmed the entire human race according to the power of, of the, the what do we want to say? Just natural thinking, right? There's a pattern of the world that has taught us that we're someone we're not. It has taught us to live dominated by our physical senses and by our natural intellect, rather than connecting with the spirit realm and living as sons of God who are led by the spirit. And so we are going to encounter circumstances in our lives that are contrary to the kingdom's the kingdom reality that Jesus has deposited within us. And what is the what's in heaven's reality? Well, you know what is in heaven's reality? Everything good, everything perfect, abundance, right? Uh, divine health, freedom from bondage. It's it's a place of freedom and abundance and joy and peace and righteousness. But here's the thing: there is going to be a contrary reality that we walk in many times in our lives, right? We're going to get um, into a place where we don't have the provision for what God has called us to do, or we don't have the provision we need in order to exemplify heaven's reality. Or, you know, maybe we're going to get a diagnosis from a doctor, or maybe a friend or a family member is going to be going through a, a rough time. And so the question becomes, you know, not how do we escape these situations or escape these circumstances. The question is, how do we overcome these situations and these circumstances? Because we are designed to triumph. We are designed to do the same works that Jesus did. When Jesus encountered a storm, you know what? He wasn't stressed out. He wasn't worried. He wasn't thinking, oh my gosh, I hope that my destiny comes to pass. I mean, this storm could really take us out. And and gosh, my I'm not going to be able to go to the cross because there's a storm. No, he was resting in the fact that his, he was slain before the foundation of the world that him fulfilling his destiny was an accomplished fact in the spirit realm. And because he understood that it was already finished and that time was simply um, something he was walking out, in a sense it's an illusion, he was able to rest in the middle of those circumstances. He was able to take a nap, in fact, in the middle of a storm. But his disciples, on the other hand, gosh, you know, they weren't, they weren't sleeping in the middle of the storm. They were freaking out, right? They were terrified. They're screaming, I'm going to die. And then they're thinking, you know what, Jesus, you don't even care that we're going to die. In other words, we're in this, you know, circumstance that could kill us. It's a circumstance that could derail our mission. And you don't even care. You're just asleep in the boat and you're not even thinking about it. Right. But Jesus stood up and what did he do? He spoke to the storm. He dominated the natural realm with his words, with a single word. He just said peace. He just released heaven right in that moment and said peace to that storm. And you know what happened? The storm obeyed him. And we see that over and over throughout Jesus's ministry. He spoke to a fig tree when there was a lack. He multiplied bread and fishes when there was a multitude to feed. He lived from the supernatural provision of heaven every single day. If he encountered demonic activity in someone, he took authority over the devil and cast it out. If he encountered sickness, he rebuked it or he laid hands on someone or you know, he's just spoke the word and the centurion servant was healed. 
So he was operating from a different perspective. He perceived something other than the natural circumstance that he found himself in. And Jesus did not live a stressed out, fear-filled, worried life. And I want to propose today that his words and his actions, number one, came from his connection with the Father. But they secondly came from the reality that he understood that his destiny was already finished before time began. And so there was no fear in him. There was no fear in love. And there was no fear in Jesus. I mean, I'm not saying that he wasn't tempted with it, you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane. I I think there was probably some fear that was rising up. But he simply just kept in the place of, I am surrendering to the Father's agenda. I'm surrendering to the Father's will. He said, your will be done, not mine, Father. I recognize that in my humanity right now, I feel really under pressure. I feel really stressed out. But even in that scenario, you guys, he still surrendered to the will of the Father and and, you know, it got ministry from the seen, the, the, the unseen realm. I mean, angels would, would strengthen Jesus. And he was always aware of his connection to the Father, regardless of how it felt, regardless of what was going on in the circumstance. And guys, that is our inheritance in Christ. True power comes when we are able to stay connected to the voice of God, stay connected to the reality of the spirit realm, and magnify that reality in the midst of whatever is going on in our life that looks contrary to that reality. So what this means is that when your bank accounts are running low, you connect to the reality that you're a joint heir with Jesus, and you have resources that are unseen. And what you see in the natural is not the definition of what is available. And the way that we need to do that every single day is that we need to stay connected to the mind of Christ. And there's a beautiful scripture in Colossians that really brings out this truth. And it's in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. And here's what it says. It says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power and honor and authority. It says, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. So here, the Apostle Paul is telling us, no, we are to stay heavenly-minded. In fact, he's saying feast on the treasures of the heaven, heavenly realm. And, and here he says, don't get distracted with what's going on in the natural realm. Be, be totally heavenly-minded and be connected to what's going on in heaven, not what's going on here. In verse 3, it says, your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie, has severed your tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. So because we are crucified with Christ, the truth is we have been completely severed, completely cut off from our ties to this natural realm. We are spiritual beings, you guys, living in a physical experience, but that is not where we find our life. That is not where our source comes from. Our source is heaven 
and our source is all that heaven contains. I'm going to come back here um, to Colossians in a moment. Right now, I want to go over to Ephesians, and I want to read what it says about this in uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Here's what it says. It says, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all of our hearts. And so I want to take a moment here. And what I mean, there's so many things that I've already, you know, could point out about these verses. It says that every spiritual blessing has already been lavished upon us, right? And it's and it gives the reason why. Why has every heavenly blessing already been lavished upon us? It's been lavished upon us because we're wrapped in Christ. Our true life is found in Christ. And Christ is seated in heavenly places. And we are co-seated with him in heavenly places. So what this means is that we are here to rule and reign in union with Christ over the natural realm. We are not to get distracted by what's going on in the natural realm. We're to be so enthralled with heaven's reality and what's going on in heaven and be so aware that our life has been severed from this natural life that we can dominate. We can dominate whatever comes into our uh, physical existence with the reality of heaven's existence. And so the first part of minding our mind is to wake up to heaven's reality right now, to, to what heaven contains, which is our inheritance. We have an inheritance that is in Christ. And Jesus is the lawful owner of all things. He has restored all things to himself, it says in Colossians chapter one. And so this idea of living from a place where our our focus and our reality is heaven creates a completely different experience of our natural life. It will, it will cause us to not get stressed out by the things that are going on in the natural realm. It will cause us not to get distracted by whatever the report is, whatever things are seen in the natural realm. And it will cause us to transcend the natural realm and live from a timeless reality where everything has already been provided, where your destiny has already been completed, where the victory that whatever you know trial you may find yourself in, that the victory has already been won and that you have whatever heaven contains right this very minute. And so this, this revelation, you guys, actually allows you to transcend time. It allows you to transcend the natural realm and live from the eternal realm where everything is done. You know, I teach a lot out of the scripture in Ephesians 2.10. I, I personally like the Amplified Classic version that says that we are his masterpiece, that we have been recreated in Christ, right, to do the good works that he planned beforehand. Planned before what? Planned before time began, when we were just in Christ in the Father's heart, right? He chose us in him 
to be holy and blameless before creation, before the foundation of the world. And so we can transcend the temporal realm. We can transcend the natural realm because the truth is this is not where we live. We live and move and have our being in God. We are, yes, we are here in the natural realm, but we are here attached to Jesus as his body. We are the physical part of Jesus right now in the earth. And when we think from a place where we have transcended time, when whatever uh, we are facing right now, that we have the victory already, right? That we're already healed, that we're all, that all the bills are already paid, that we have the provision right now that, that we need to fulfill our destiny. Well, guess what happens? What is invisibly true about us becomes physically true about us. This, this time element is what keeps us trapped, you guys. Time pressures us. Right. We look at what we have right now in the natural and we think, oh, this is all that there is. Right. I'm sick. I'm depressed. I'm broke. And that becomes a reality that we are focused on. It's, it becomes what we see. And the truth is what we see is what manifests. So we must shift. We must shift into heaven's perspective, into the mind of Christ and get our mind set on things that are above, things that are above the world system, things that are more powerful than the world system, things that are here to dominate circumstances and storms and sickness and lack. And as we focus on those things and recognize we already have it, we have it in the spirit. It is ours that every bill is paid, that every sickness bows, that every contrary circumstance that arises that would try to stop us from fulfilling our destiny has already been overcome. Well, guess what happens? We enter into the realm of faith. We enter into the realm of rest. Now we can take a nap because what's going on in the natural realm is not an indication of what is true and what is what is ours and what is finished. And rest is the place, guys, where you actually have something that you can't see with your natural eyes, but you absolutely still have it as a as a reality. And it's more real to you than what you see with your physical senses, your physical eyes, what you can hear in the natural realm. You are, you are rooted and grounded in what the Father is speaking about your victory and that it's already yours. You know, I used a analogy of this recently where I talked about, and I don't remember what episode and what podcast it was, but I felt led that I was supposed to bring it back up today, you know. And it's this idea of the illusion of time, right? It's this idea that time tells us right now you don't have something, but heaven's reality tells us we have it all. And so what happens is, is we get trapped in time. And the analogy I used was kind of like a YouTube video, right? And on the YouTube video, guess what? The entire story of whatever that video is telling or the entire uh, reality of that video is already finished. It's stored in the cloud, okay? And the YouTube cloud, the YouTube universe, right? And so when we actually press play on that video, guess what? It's not happening real time. We're connecting and, and experiencing in real time something that is already finished. 
And guess what? We can fast forward that video, go to the end of the video, and we can see the end of the video before we ever start the video. And guys, that is how the mind of Christ thinks. God always sees us not as we are in time, but as we are in Christ. And he speaks to us as though we already have it. He is a God that calls things that be not as though they are. And guess what? If you're thinking with the mind of Christ, you're going to call things that be not as though they are, right? You're going to call yourself healed. You're going to call yourself abundantly supplied. You're going to call yourself debt free. You're going to call yourself whatever, peaceful. You're going to call yourself something else than what's happening in real time on the little video of our life. You know, from God's perspective, the video of Jesus, where he said it is finished on the cross. Guess what? That happened before the beginning of the video when he said, let there be light. And that is true about our destiny. That is true about our lives. And nothing can stop us, frankly, except our own unbelief. And we, if we want to believe the right things, then we need to see the right things. And we need to step outside of just the, the limitation of time and the limitation of the natural realm and the dominance of our physical senses and our intellectual world system programmed minds and step into the spirit. And we need to sit down right up there with Jesus, inside of Jesus, at the right hand of the Father, uh, and we need to see something that our physical eyes can't see. We need to hear something that our, our spiritual ears cannot hear. And we need to say something that is, is, is revealed to us from the revelation of the gospel and from the revelation of it is finished because beloved, it is. It is finished. And this is how we dominate the seen realm. This is how we speak in union with Jesus and speak what the Father is saying and see what the Father is doing. And we advance. We advance the kingdom over and over and over again. We go from faith to faith and glory to glory. And the, whatever affliction that we may find ourselves in becomes just a temporary affliction, right? It becomes a light affliction rather than a heavy yoke that we're carrying, rather than a heavy burden. Oh, I'm in the storm. Oh my gosh, the circumstances are going to stop me. My bank accounts are running out. I have this pain in my body. Oh, I guess I'm just going to die prematurely. I guess I'm just going to run out of money and I won't be able to finish what God's called me to do. No, 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 no. Right? We're not going to be sense realm dominated. We're not going to be dominated by the things that we see with our physical senses. We're going to be dominated by the heaven that is in our hearts. We're going to be dominated by heaven's realities, by throne room truths. We're going to transcend time. And we're going to say, oh, no, 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 this this whole scene realm is just a deception. No, it's just a, a video that's playing in the, this realm, but it's already finished. I already have the victory. I've already defeated the giant that I'm facing right now. I've already spoken to the mountain and it's been cast into the sea. And so this thing is done. This thing is finished. And when you get a revelation of this, guys, here's what starts to happen. God can give you his goals. He can start to give you his plans and his purposes and his visions, because guess what? They're impossible. They're impossible to do in human strength. They're impossible to do 
the way that we normally do things, you know, being totally driven by sense knowledge. No, this requires impossible things are normal in heaven. Miracles are just, just just what our spirit does. I mean, we just, Jesus just does this. He does those things naturally. Why? Because he's living from another reality. He's living from another perspective where it is finished. And this is what the fight is all about, you guys. It's about continuing to stay in that place where your tie to this world system and your tie to the natural realm has been severed. And you are living and, and, and obsessed with heaven's realities. Here's what it says again, right? In, in Colossians chapter three, verse one, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. You're already resurrected. I get that in time, you haven't been physically resurrected yet, but the apostle Paul says in um, Philippians chapter three, that he wants to be so identified with Christ. I've taught on this when I talked about, I think I talked about the, the episodes were living a resurrected life, I think. Um, but he talked about this. He says, my determined purpose is to know him. In the Amplified Version, it says to become more intimately acquainted with him and the wonders of his person. And in the same way, know the power of his resurrection. And if you keep reading it, it says, so that if in some way I might attain to that spiritual and moral perfection while I'm still in the body. He's saying that I want to be so associated with Jesus. I want to be so co-resurrected with Jesus that I can live from resurrected realities right now. You know, the Apostle Paul had a revelation of this, and this is why he was unstoppable. This is why you could stone him. You could throw him in prison. You could do all of these things. And until he fulfilled his destiny, he said, I have finished my course. I have fought the good fight of faith. And now I'm about to have a crown of righteousness that's been laid up for me. And the truth is that crown of righteousness was laid up for him before he ever even surrendered to the call of God on his life. In fact, in Galatians, he says, I was separated from my mother's womb to be an apostle to the Gentiles. And he says, and it pleased God to unveil Christ in me. Right. So that I might have a revelation of what Jesus did on the cross and preach it to the Gentile nations. And that revelation that Paul had transcended the natural realm and whatever physical things he was going through. You read about his thorn in the thrust, the flesh, right? And he's, he's praying for it to be removed, praying for it to be removed. And Jesus says, my grace is sufficient for you. What does he mean? My power, my power is sufficient for you. So step back in, Paul, to my power and my grace and recognize that this thorn, this messenger of Satan that has been sent to afflict you has already been defeated by my grace. Don't ask me to do something. Take authority over it, Paul. Recognize what's finished. Recognize the, in the message that you preach, the authority that you actually have. And I know that sometimes people do not get the things that I'm preaching, you guys. This is meat, all right? This is not milk. These messages require that you have a revelation of righteousness in Christ. What do I mean? It means that you are righteous by a gift through your union with Jesus, that your unrighteousness was crucified with Jesus, and you are perfect, you are holy, you are blameless, you are healed, you are whole, you are complete, you are rich. 
You've been abundantly supplied because of your association with Jesus. And that's the way God sees it. He sees it finished. The question is, do we? And so the fight of faith is between two visions. It's between two ways of thinking. It's between two ways of seeing and feeling, right? When we are heavenly minded, guess what? I guess how we feel. We feel peaceful. We feel righteous. We feel joyful. We have the fruit of the spirit. Why? Because we're connected to the source of our lives. We're connected to God. We're connected to heaven. And the feelings that that generates, guess what? Are woohoo! I mean, we're celebrating because we've won the victory, right? But when we are connected to our old programming and we're just acting as mere human beings, just being led by the carnal mind, which is not life and peace, but is death, guess what? We're woe is me. We're fearful. We're fretting. We're trapped in time. We're trapped in the, 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 the sense realm of everything that we see is what's real. This is real. But the truth is, this is not what's real. I mean, you know, my phone is not even the way it appears. You know, my journal is not the, my desk is not the way that it appears because it's even a, a, a deception here in the natural realm that it is how it appears. Because the truth is everything is vibrating energy. The truth is atoms are the thing, are what is making all of this stuff up and atoms are in a quantum world. And the quantum world, guess what? Is not as it appears in the material world. And so our physical senses are not able to actually connect with the reality of heaven. I'm not saying that we can't have an open vision. I'm not saying that in our minds we can't hear God, but we have to recognize that those experiences of hearing God, of having visions, whether they're internal or they're open visions, that all of that comes from a higher dimension and a higher reality. So practically what this looks like, guys, is this looks like you cannot be led by your physical senses. You have to be walk by faith and not by sight. You have to walk according to a reality you can't see. You have to believe that I am one with Jesus 24-7 because of what he accomplished on Calvary. I am Jesus in a Shalice suit. I am Shalice in a Jesus suit. That's the way I like to think of it. In the sense, Jesus is wearing me. In a sense, I put on Christ and I'm wearing Jesus, even though you can't physically see that reality right now. And this reality is why we can speak to things in Jesus's name. Like I told you in the last episode, I was speaking to my washing machine because it was unbalanced and wouldn't spin. Or I spoke to my rug or you speak to anything, right? You speak to your bank accounts. You speak to your body. You speak over your children. You speak to anything that isn't conforming to heaven's reality as though it was conform conforming to heaven's reality. You know, God called Abraham the father of a nation when he was way too old to have children and was impotent. He called Gideon a mighty man of valor when he was hiding under the tree thinking he was, oh, I'm just so poor and broke and blah, 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 but, you know, thinking he was nobody. He called Simon Peter when Simon was flaky and, you know, just saying anything and still Jesus was having to tell him, Satan, get behind me because he Peter was speaking out of the old identity. You know, he told, he renamed uh, Saul to Paul and told him, you know what, you're not a zealot, your, your identity that you're identifying with as a Pharisee of Pharisees and as someone who is, you know, uh, persecuting uh, believers because of this heresy, you know, 
That's not who you are. That's not who you are, Saul. You're Paul. You're an apostle to the Gentiles. And so God sees you totally different than you even maybe acting or you what even may be possible for you right now. You know, the work that God has you for you to do, you may not have any natural indication at all that that's who that that is real. But the truth doesn't change just because you can't see it. The truth doesn't change just because you haven't encountered it yet. Now, it absolutely will impact what you experience and what you manifest, but it doesn't change what is what Jesus has accomplished. It doesn't change what's been written about your life in the book that God wrote about you uh, that it talks about in Psalm 139, 16. And he wrote that book before before you were ever born. And so your life from God's perspective is finished. Abraham was the father of a nation before he, you know, was actually a father in the natural. And so we must agree. We must, we must step into the truth of who we are. We must think from a place of heaven's reality. And we must be able to see what the father has for us. What's our destiny? What's our goals? What's our plan? And we must speak to these things and operate and relate to those things like they're already finished. You know, as someone who who wakes up in purpose every single day, I am clear about what the Father is wanting me to accomplish in my life. I am clear about the things that he's inviting me to believe. I am clear about what he's asking me to do next. And frankly, what he's, you know, what I'm here to do is get everybody into that position. I'm here as to transfigure the body of Christ so that they see what is real about them, about their union with Jesus, so that they see the plans and purposes that God has for them, and they operate in union with Jesus to fulfill them the same way that Jesus did, from a place of rest, from a place of peace, from a place of dominion, from a place where they are dominating the world system and dominating the seen realm, because they see something that the natural eyes cannot reveal to them. And they think thoughts that did not come from the programming of the world system. They have a higher way of living, a higher way of perceiving, a higher way of thinking and talking. This elevated life is the life that is our true life. That is the place that we dominate, where we rule, where we reign in union with Jesus. You guys, you know, if you have not scheduled a breakthrough call with our team, if you have not, um, you know, taking advantage of that opportunity, really do so. You guys, we connect on these calls with what the Father is speaking over you. We connect. I joke and I say, you know, we work in the DMV of heaven here, meaning we see people for who they are in heaven. We hit say, okay, this is your ID. This is your true identity. And guess what? You have a license to be yourself. Years ago, the Lord told me this. He said, I will pay you to be who I created you to be. And guys, that's the same way because when we, that's the truth for all of us. When we seek first the, the kingdom, when we seek first heaven's reality and we live out of heaven's credentialing of who we actually are, well, guess what? It's a completely different reality and everything else is added unto us. Why? Because we're living in the truth. We're living from a perspective that is not controlled by time. It's not controlled by the natural realm and whatever circumstances we're going going for because we are advancing the kingdom. We are playing our part. We are we are each of us is a, has a strategic part to play in advancing the kingdom here on earth. 
And in order to get into that strategic part, we need to be able to operate from a place where we are living a resurrected life, co-resurrected with Jesus, recognizing that as Jesus is, so are we in this world, that we are the physical part of Jesus in this heaven and earth partnership now that we are the manifestors of invisible reality into the seen realm as we understand what the Father's agenda is and speak it into existence. And so beloved, you are not trapped in time. Whatever you're going through, whatever the seen realm is presenting to you as an obstacle to your destiny is an illusion. And we are here to support you and serve you, to get you on heaven's agenda, to get you in agreement with who you really are in heaven so that you can do the works that God preordained for you to do before the foundation of the world. And you can get to the end of that video before you ever live your life and say, you know what? My life is finished too. My destiny is finished too. The works that God called me to do are finished They've been finished since the foundation of the world. When God sat down and rested, guess what? We also were invited into that rest where it was already done. So you guys, this is definitely one you probably want to listen to over and over again, especially if there are circumstances in your life that are contrary to what is in heaven. And contrary to you living a long life where your destiny is fulfilled and you finish the work that God's given you to do. You know, at the end of our lives, a lot of things are not going to matter. You know, Jesus got to John 17 and he said, you know what, Father, I have glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. And I'll tell you what, at the end of our lives, it's not going to matter. You know what? A lot of things that we think are the priority is not going to matter. What's going to matter is did we do the Father's agenda? Did we complete the work that he gave us to do? And we can't judge where we are in that process. You know what? Only God can judge where we are in that process because he knows our life. He knows what we're called to do. And he knows every single assignment that we have along the way. You know what? He knew that I was called uh, to work in Bill Winston's ministry for those years. He knew that I um, had to fulfill uh, and grow and learn and fulfill that assignment. And then he gave me my own ministry. And then he called me to Colorado. And then he called me back to Chicago. I am surrendered fully to the Father's agenda for my life. You know what? In the natural, it didn't make sense for me to be moving back to Chicago. I didn't really get it. But, you know, when I when I wrestled with it after a few days, I said, you know what? My life is not my own. I've been bought with a price. I've been paid for a pre for, with uh, paid for um, with the preciousness, which is the blood of Jesus. And guess what? Wherever God needs me, that's where I'm going to be. Whatever God needs me to speak, that's what I'm going to speak. Jesus wants to use me. Jesus wants to use you. He wants to use our bodies and he wants to say things through us. He wants to take us places. He wants us to bless certain people. He wants us to fulfill a certain call and he wants us to expand the kingdom in a certain way. And all our job is to say, yes, Father. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Holy Spirit. I surrender to your agenda. I get your to-do list for today. I get your to-do list for this podcast. I get your to-do list for March 2022, which is when I'm recording this. I get your agenda for every single part of my life. I'm not running the show. Jesus is running the show, but I am running the 
his will through the natural realm because I'm partnered with him to see what he's showing me, to think what he's thinking about me and about everything that, that needs to be thought about by me. And I am speaking what he's telling me to speak. And guys, when you live in this place, you are abiding, you are channeling Jesus, you know, and you are expanding the kingdom and the earth. You know, I talk to people every day who, you know, they say they're ready to surrender to the will of God on their life, but they let the things going on in the natural realm stop them. You know what? I don't have the money. I don't have the time. My spouse says no, blah, 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 blah. And that's honestly what it is. It's blah, 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 because they are living from a place where they are trapped in the natural realm. And guys, when we seek first the kingdom, you know what? Life supernaturally happens. It happens to us because the kingdom's agenda is going to be accomplished. God is backing up his agenda with heaven. And when we say not our will, but his will be done, guess what? Anything that we need to bring his will to pass has already been supplied and it's gonna absolutely show up. So the question is, what are you doing, Father? What are you saying, Father? What do I need to see? What do I need to think? What do I need to say? What do I need to surrender to? I am available. I am available to think with you, to speak with you, to, to speak as you, to see what you see and say what you say. So guys, it's going to be a supernatural week. I know it. If you listen to this podcast, there's already something that God's been bringing to you that you need to see is finished, that you need to speak to as though it's already done and that it's already been paid for and that it's already over, that there is no storm that is going to stop you. There is no mountain too big for the God inside of you. And there is absolutely no reason to fully surrender to the call of God in your life and enter into that place of rest because the truth is it's already finished. So God bless you. Dominate whatever it is. All right. I want to hear your victories. And by all means, if you have it, schedule a call with us because we want to partner with you to see the kingdom advance through you. All right. We'll chat to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.